Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how you doing? I'm good, mate. I... It's a Tuesday and I am currently uh, recovering from what can only be described as International Rum Day on Sunday. Uh, I don't know what day it was <laughs> yesterday, I don't know what day it is today, but I certainly know there was International Rum Day on Sunday, uh, and I uh, got involved. Isn't every day International Rum Day for you, Pete? <laughs> I'm a rum kind of guy. I'm a rum kind of guy. Did you drink a lot? No, I, I, you know what? I, I, drank, I drank a lot on Saturday. Um, I, I didn't actually drink any uh, rum on uh, Sunday. I was just very excited that I actually knew that uh, Sunday was uh, Rum Day. And I think, actually, I think it was like... Uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, do you make an Independence Day like two weeks ago? And why don't they just combine that? Oh, Jamaican rum, they could be, you know, or maybe they need to ramp up the factories, I don't know. Why don't they do... Oh, ridiculous. Yeah, it is a glorious on, guys. marketing opportunity. That would have been <laughs> a great marketing opportunity. I know, right? I know. Oh, Holy dear. Nice. What have you been up to, uh, Chris, in, in, in the land of what can only be described as Japan? I could have done with some rum yesterday, Pete, because... Why? I, as you know, I love yakitori, fried ch- uh, skewered chicken that's mm. nicely cooked over a grill. Uh, I eat it at least once a week, given it is my favourite dish in Japan. The simplicity of it all, the marinated chicken, marinated meat, beautiful. But for whatever reason yesterday, I think because I was excited uh, to eat yakitori because I hadn't eaten anything <laughs> all day, I stuffed a skewer st- like straight through my gum in the top of my mouth and it was the oh, most painful thing in recent God. memory. It went straight through. Chris. It was bloody, it was messy, Chris. but it didn't stop me from finishing the yakitori. Chris, this be is careful. A, this sounds like a horrible <laughs> kind of like, and, and, and that blood goes <laughs> everywhere and everyone gets your diseases. This is this was in a restaurant then. <laughs> You're just bleeding all over it was, the, yeah, yakitori. the yakitori restaurant. Ugh. I got my, it was, I think it was the first skewer as well. I got like a, oh, no. a plate of 10 skewers of, uh, of chicken and I picked up the first one, very excited wasn't really coordinating with my mouth, it went mm. in and the stick just banged into my two teeth, slipped up and, well, you can... The rest yeah, was history. It's probably not a nice thing to picture, to be honest. Did you do it a little grim. scream? <laughs> I went, oh no, probably. Oh and, uh, dear. And then you British saw the blood manner. and then, and oh, then gosh. Um Well, I mean, you've just got a new computer, <laughs> so you've just been 
given it the big lick so how cool your new computer is and uh and this is and you, now you're in a situation where um you've jammed a a, a a literal needle a wooden spear into your own gum <laughs> so these things come in threes i don't know what's going to happen next very true i did mm. uh, yeah i rewarded myself uh well, to get over the pain of stabbing my mouth with a with a stick, I did buy an iMac thing. It's a mm. big iMac. And also for seven years' hard work. Because I've been editing, right, on a laptop for seven years. Yeah. don't know how. So difficult. And now I've got like a 27-inch screen in front of me, which is ridiculous and exciting. I've been editing mm. a sushi restaurant video all week, and uh, it's made such a big difference being able to see the timeline, being able to watch the footage, play it back. Why didn't I get one earlier, Pete? Why didn't I get one earlier? Um, because you wanted to maintain our friendship, uh, because I've appeared on the Bronze Man channel a couple of times. Um, if you see me in full 4K on a 27-inch iMac, I fear <laughs> I will not be allowed on your channel again uh, because of the, the creases and uh, pockmarked face I've got. <laughs> My terrible skin I... will, be, will be banned <laughs> from your channel forever. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for 4K, Pete. I don't know if I'm no. ready for 4K, me. I've, no. One of the reasons I've held off doing it is because <laughs> I just don't really want my face in 4K anywhere, which is it's a bit weird, isn't it? It's a bit of a weird thing to to think about. But yeah, yeah. now we can actually do it, though. We can have 4K abroad in Japan, whatever that might might look like. But it's exciting. Yeah. I, I do with 4K. I, well, I mean, I, I couldn't handle my face on, um, on the old um, Super 8 footage I got, so... <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how you're going to deal with um, looking down the camera lens uh, in 4K. So are you going to be releasing 4K? I know you were a, a, a massive 4K mm. um, sort of agnostic for for the longest time. You were saying, no, no to 4K. Not you. There's no need for it. 4K agnostic. I like that. Yeah, I guess it. I think it's just all, I've always been a bit like that feeling of people, a lot of my friends often want the latest and best tech and stuff. Yeah. And when it comes to filmmaking, a lot of my friends get like the best cameras that money can buy. But I, you know, I've, I've made do with the last camera for three years and my laptop for three years. And it's never stood in the way of the channel. Um, and I think mm. it, some people, a lot of people kind of forget that the most important thing is having a good story and having good content, right? Uh, it doesn't need to be 4k, but I must admit, looking back at the recent driving in Japan video, that, and that would have been good in 4k, right? I look back at the footage of the kind of the <laughs> Japanese countryside and I think, bugger, why didn't I get this computer sooner? I would have loved to have seen that in 4k, but yeah. it's an excuse to, to actually go out and do it now. So I will, I will go through the fields and I will get some more footage in 4k and I'll report back to you as soon as possible, Pete. Don't you Good worry. lad. Don't good worry. lad. And I am seeing Natsuki next week, so it's a good time to actually do that. Get Natsuki in 4K. Natsuki in 4K. Wow, his big face. Guitar skills. I, I enjoyed uh, Happy Happy anniversary, by the way. It was your, um, was your eighth year on YouTube quite recently. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. 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 I, I forget every year. Like, it's the, I think it's <laughs> August 15th. Right. I released my first video, which is just me in my apartment, my kind of first Japanese apartment, sitting on the floor, mm. moping around. Um, and, yeah, I forget it every year, but... It's quite a significant date for me. One of the only dates I get excited about other than my birthday. And this year, that was a bit of a letdown, wasn't it? So I thought I'd uh, make an extra effort. And uh, a great viewer sent in some fan artwork, which I posted around Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere. And you're in it, aren't you, Pete? With I'm your in it football shirt. With my football shirt. Uh, <laughs> when I was on the Football Ramble Tour, a podcast I do about soccer, um, I was uh, in Liverpool doing a live show and I made my very own Everton slash Liverpool shirt, um, half and half, 
uh, sewed it risky. together before the mine was. It was very risky. Um, yeah, but it, it, several members of the um, support staff at the venue um, wouldn't Curious. talk to me or uh, wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't even look in my direction. They were so disgusted with what I'd done. I mean, it's not as bad as when I did Glasgow and did uh, Rangers and Celtic uh, together. Um, <laughs> it's a bit. It gets a bit spicy sometimes, I guess. When you when you're full of I, when you're in a fit of peak, fit of excitement. I can imagine. I mean, I didn't. I didn't know where that shirt had come from. I thought someone had photoshopped that shirt onto the guy that had made mm. the image. Um, I didn't realise it was an actual, real, <laughs> dodgy football shirt you'd yeah. sewn together yourself. But uh, Natsuki's coming oh, through boy. the door of your little diorama. Um, Riotro's on on, on the yes. telly. Exciting. Lovely little picture, boy. It's nice. It's cool. It's, uh, I think it's nice because, like, when I started, it was just me in a room, mm. and now it feels like a extended cinematic universe, yeah. as you so often call it. And I like that. The Abroad in Japan Cinematic Universe. I'll call Look, it, it that. It, it makes, your product, it, it makes um, your product less brittle yeah, because... I'm happy with it. And if you haven't seen the artwork, go and check it out. Yeah. If you um, to this and you haven't seen it. If it. I mean, it does make your pro- product less brittle because the amount of yakitori you eat, you might be in hospital soon. <laughs> Stabbing yourself. Very true. <laughs> Very true. Um, I, one bit of good news, though, going back to the driving video, I got an email um, the other day from the composer... Uh, of the song that kicks off the Driving Japan video where I'm going through the scenery and whatnot. You know, there's that really nice uh, kind of music, that Japanese-sounding kind of music. It's like Spirited Away or something. It just sounds really nice and ethereal. Uh, I got the, the composer, like, messaged me and said, Hey, Chris, saw the video. So glad you used the song. Uh, thanks for using it. I've had people kind of message me all week to try and find it. Uh, and it's a really kind of awesome thing. Cause the composer, he's called Shin Suzuma, and he's actually a British guy. Um, I think his parents are... Japanese or he's half Japanese um but I've been using his music for years and in the tsunami documentary um that I made back in March which you aren't in but you were there for mm. the that video has like three or four of his songs so it was really nice to have that connection with the yeah, artist who's kind of helped make a lot of the best videos this year um mm. kind of helped realize the kind of scenes and the visuals on screen with his beautiful music so if you want to hear his music I did promote him on um, Twitter I did write him uh, post it on Twitter and Facebook, Shinsuzuma, and he, you can find him on SoundCloud and you can check out the song, uh, which is called Ikebana. It's mm. a beautiful song. And uh, thank you, Shin, for reaching out. It's pretty nice. Lovely nice thing, isn't it, when that happens? It is. It's, 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 but, it's, um, it's lovely to support creators, I think, on both sides. I think so. I think so, yeah. And I'd, definitely, I'd love to use some of his music going forward. It's absolutely beautiful. Mm. Now, last week, <coughs> we did have a video, sorry, a, a video, a podcast. <laughs> I haven't done any videos in a while. Um, podcast on budget dining out options in Japan. And we went through about six, didn't we, Pete? There was about six options, or about, well, I think it was six ty- types of different foods and about 10, eight or nine restaurants. Um mm. And two of them we mentioned, we mentioned Otoya and Ipudo. Mm. And obviously in Japan, they're really cheap. At Otoya, you can have a nice meal for about 1,000 yen, about 10 bucks. And Ipudo, you can get ramen for about 6 or $7. Uh, but we got a message from a guy called Tim who, unfortunately, these both these chains exist in the US, but apparently they're really expensive there. He says, hi, Chris and Pete. Tim in New York here. Uh, I've been a viewer of the Abroad Japan channel since the early YouTube days. I'm thrilled to get more of the Abroad Japan Fix in the form of the podcast. Uh, I was recently listening to the episode on what to eat in Japan, and you mentioned Otoya and Ipudo as two places to get a good cost-effective meal. I just wanted to share that this broke my heart a bit to find out 
uh, as we also have a few Otoya and Ipudor locations to enjoy in Manhattan. But instead of being sensible places to have a bite, they're presented as something uh, on something of the upper end of the dining scale. Mm. A set of Otoya will easily run you $25, $25, and a bowl of ramen at Ipudor tops $20 uh, at the time you add in the soft-boiled egg. Uh, my wife and I also ate at the Ipador in Covent Garden on a trip to London last year and found the presentation to be middling, with the price a bit less dra- dramatic than in New York. Um, would you happen to know of any... I can't even read that. Commensurate. That's mm. a big word, isn't it? That's a big word. Would you happen point. to know of any commensurate cases of American uh, or UK-based restaurants that are considered cheap or common in their home locales but insanely expensive in Japan? Thanks again for all you guys do. I'll be looking forward to the next episode. Um $25 for Otoya. That's a little bit extortionate. It's like <laughs> it is a little bit discovering much, a McDonald's that's like three times the price of a McDonald's. Mm. Um, do you know of any places, though, Pete, that fit Tim's question? Um, places that uh, uh, American or UK restaurants that are expensive in Japan. The only one that springs to my mind is KFC, which I think right. is a little bit more pricey here and yeah, certainly but- a lot less edible. But the but <laughs> it's fine. But I think uh, yeah, no, I think the the, the if you, the set meals in uh, Japan I've noticed are, are um, not not quite extortionate, but certainly very expensive in uh, McDonald's. But they do have like mm. interesting drinks. Like the the Japanese really like um, ice cream floats that you don't see quite as often uh, over in the UK. Obviously, very popular in America. But like That's that true. kind of melon soda uh, with a lovely blob of uh, vanilla ice cream <laughs> and some ice. Beautiful, beautiful. Melon soda. Why do you delicious. like it? I mean, Coke, Coca Cola float. I get it. <laughs> I uh, I was actually at Otoya last week, and uh, for my drink, I ordered a Coca Cola float. Mm. And they asked, like, when do you want it to come out? And I said, oh, I'll just have it before before the food. And they were really confused because in Japan, like, floats are seen as like a dessert thing, right? Um, and so they were kind of really. Like, the staff came out to check that I was sane. They were like, oh, you you want your you want your float now? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yeah. Bring me the damn float. Give, Give it me to me float. now. Give me that float. Give me my float. <laughs> Fantastic. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a shame. Um, I, would, I would just avoid Otoya if it's going to be $25 and, mm. you know, premium. Like, that's, that's a shame, but not unsurprising. Because Otoya is like a kind of um, like bento box, kind of like a big kind of set menu kind of uh, thing, isn't mm. it? Like, like, mm. like, I mean, there's, there's a lot of rounds and stuff. So, for so I mean, for like $25... For a meal that isn't just one thing, I think in in in, in New York, so what's that like twenty quid? Mm, I mean, that, that's mm, mm. kind of standard for eating out. I think in London, certainly, maybe maybe fifteen, sixteen. But yeah, you get you get a few courses for that amount of money. And they've got to throw in a tip as well, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Pricey, yeah, about that. pricey mm. stuff, indeed. Um, so the other week we also talked about how. Tokyo, in Tokyo, there's this kind of image, isn't there, that uh, people in Tokyo aren't that friendly compared mm. to the rest of Japan. And in true fashion, you guys have uh, struck back with some of your stories uh, revealing that Tokyo actually is quite a nice place. There's lots of nice people around. So this week, we thought we would read out some of your stories and uh, tales of nice encounters with people in and around Japan, particularly in Tokyo, um, to prove us both wrong. And to kind of break that kind of image that Tokyo is uh, a bad place when it comes to meeting people. And the first one we've got is from Chrissy. I'm going to let you read that one out, Pete, right, as I take Chrissy. a swig of water. Chrissy is... Uh, no no coffee tonight, Chris. That does surprise me. My word. Chrissy. No coffee. 
No coffee. No coffee. Um, Chrissy, British but living in the Netherlands. Uh, pleasure to have you along, uh, Chrissy. Um, hi, Chrissy and Pete. Uh, I've just added the E in there. Um, after listening to your most recent podcast, in which there was some discussion, or was some discussion about um, the whether the inhabitants of Tokyo are less friendly than other places in Japan, I wanted to share my story with you. In November 2019, after a week and a half of visiting various places in Japan, I had learned when asked where we were from that if I answered we are British but we live in the Netherlands, that most... Japanese people just heard blah, 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 Netherlands. <laughs> I was probably speaking too fast. I eventually shortened my response to just from the Netherlands, which I feel after 12 years of living here is not entirely untruthful. After the aforementioned week and a half, we arrived in Tokyo, our last stop before uh, returning home. And the first night there, we were wandering around the Zojoji uh, uh, Temple, uh, where a tiny old lady stopped us and asked where we were from, to which I responded, from the Netherlands. She looked ho- thoughtful for a moment and then wandered off, and we continued on our walk. Ten or fifteen minutes later, we were amazed to see the old, same old lady um, running after us, walking stick in one hand and waving a pocket notebook in the other, which she handed to me, asking, can you teach me how to say this? I looked at the page she was pointing to, uh, where she had written the Dutch phrase, Danku velvo het komen na Japan. Uh, she pronounces, uh, pronounces Japan in, in Dutch, Japan, in Dutch meaning thank you for coming to Japan. Danku velvo het komen na Japan. <laughs> Uh, meaning, yeah. Well My heart filled with joy as I uh, read read the place uh, uh, phrase to her and heard her repeat it back. And then she explained that she wanted to welcome all the visitors to, in their own language. Uh, I can only imagine that a little notebook was filled with welcoming greetings in God knows how many languages. So I think that some people in Tokyo could become jaded due to the sheer volume of foreign tourists, but there are also people like the lady w- who we met uh, who more than makes up for it, in my opinion. Uh, thanks for your brilliant work on your podcast and videos, Chrissy. British but living. In the Netherlands. Danko Velvor het common na abroad in Japan. <laughs> I I let you read that one out because I knew I would butcher I, I would didn't butcher that read phrase. forward. I didn't read forward. Danko Velvor het common na Japan. Japan. <laughs> Nicely done. Danko My favourite. My favourite line in the story was blah 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 Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think the, the, the problem we had is we sort of grew up. Um, certainly um, supporting uh, football teams and stuff like the Netherlands at some point during the 90s Holland became the Netherlands now obviously Holland is a principality it's a, it's a short it's a small part of the mm. Netherlands and um, which is a cool name at the best of times the Netherlands um, and so like back in the day everyone used to just call them Holland and it was just very confusing uh, but now Obviously, people are a bit more worldly, and uh, we, we call it by its correct term, the Netherlands. <laughs> the Netherlands. The Netherlands. And we do seem to have quite a lot of uh, Dutch viewers and listeners and followers. Mm. Do you remember when we were in Sapporo, we had like a busload of, of oh, Dutch yes, folks that's just right. following that's us around? True, yeah. Lovely. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's, 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 that was uh, yeah. really, really nice. I mean, they were, they were fans of you. They weren't fans of, fans of me. <laughs> There were fans of Natsuki as well. I remember they were trying mm. to Natsuki was trying to convince them to convince me to get to make to make like Natsuki the movie too. And they he like he like harassed them for like half an hour. Nice. They went hell I kind of wanted to go and get a, a a signature and a photo with him and then he wouldn't leave them alone. He was like, Get Chris to make Natsuki the movie too and there was like these ten really nice Dutch guys trying to convince me to do it. Um yeah, but what a nice what a nice young lady, or rather old lady. Um, going around with a pocket notebook. And the Ooh. fact she sort of disappeared for 15 minutes. Where does she go, Pete? Where does she disappear to? Like her house? Or does she go to like a notebook store and buy a notebook and fill it with a phrase and then meet them again? 
how did this go down? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess she was just collecting them somehow. But um, what a lovely idea, though, kind of, um, you know, preparing, preparing like welcome messages. I mean, maybe she works in a cafe or something. Maybe, maybe she works in a little shop or something. I, I, I find that blooming lovely. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stresses. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. Jack Mates Happy Hour is back for a brand new season. It's the podcast where we talk to some of the most exciting people in the world, from Ricky Gervais. In some ways, fame makes you a better person. You know, it's like, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in God's watching me. But I, I know someone with Everyone else is. <laughs> <laughs> to undercover police officers. Can you see the fading scar there, gentlemen? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. That's where I was stabbed in the neck by a drug dealer once. Or... We just talk about whatever's making us laugh right now. When you think back to school kid banter, like, it's well funny because of how immature it is. We had this teacher called Mr. McGibbon, and he had this big cushion that he was teaching us how to rugby tackle on. He just ran up to it, rugby tackled it, but landed on top of it, and one of the kids shouted, It's not your wife, sir. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. (laughs) Listen to Jack Mate's Happy Hour on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. 
Jack Mates Happy Hour is a Stakhanov production. Lovely story. So Lovely. there you go, that's our first story. I don't mm. know where the Zojoji Temple is. Do you know where it is? Zojoji? I don't Zojoji. actually know. Zojoji. I will look it up. It's in Minato. Ah. Uh, oh, it's oh, it's the one next to um, the Tokyo Tower. Right, okay. The, the yes. kind of nice, big, iconic tower. Mm. And a temple I have visited many a time. It's a really nice temple, actually, because you can get uh, a shot of the kind of the shrine of the temple with the tower in the background. So Zojoji Temple. Really nice one. And who knows? You might run into the nice the nice lady with the, the notebook filled with yeah. phrases. Bonus. Um actually we do have another the next one's also uh, a chap from the Netherlands, another Dutch Dutch Hi, listener. Um mm. Dennis says, Hi Chris and Pete. Last week you asked us to send stories uh, of receiving rather random gifts in Japan. So here's mine. In the spring of twenty eighteen, my mum and I went to Japan for a group journey. We went for dinner in Hiroshima. Uh, like Pete, I enjoy my drinks, so I was going great. Uh, as my le- <laughs> your reputation <laughs> precedes you, Pete. As my level of drunkenness increased, so did my confidence in speaking Japanese. Uh, so at the restaurant, I was asking what bars to visit. I was asking, quite literally, where's the best bar around here? This continued in the tram, since I've understood only a part of the instruction. We ended up the streets of central Hiroshima. Again, I asked a passerby where we should go this fine Tuesday evening. This wonderful man, Mr. Greenski, has he, has he made that name nice. up? Doesn't sound like a very like Japanese a, name. Hello, Mr. Greenski. Hello, uh, song. <laughs> Mr. Greenski. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he said he would happily accompany us. We ended up in some bar occupied by about four people. We talked uh, via Google Translate, although through the evening, while we were getting drunker, um, he had me try various local drinks. At some point, I started to go to the bathroom, uh, and when I came back, he was gone. We surmised that he was friendly, but just got tired of me and my bad Japanese, and finally had an excuse to leave. About 15 minutes later, though, he returned. For the second time in a row, someone's got off and returned 15 minutes later. Uh, it's the amount, perfect amount of time for things to happen in Japan. 15 minutes later, he returned to great applause. It seemed he had gone out to buy a phone charger so we could continue <laughs> our conversation via Google Translate. But Wonderful. he also brought me a bottle of shochu, um, the drink he had me try uh, which I exclaimed, Oishi, delicious. We had a superb evening and I had one of the worst hangovers I've ever had. 100% I'll do it again and I recommend it to anyone. Best wishes, Dennis Van Ruyen. Ruyen? Did I mess that? I would go, I would go I with Ryan on that, that one. I don't, I don't, I, I, Dennis Van Ryen. Maybe, yeah. The, the, the jazz is pretty soft in, 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 in that part of the world, I believe. But yeah, fantastic. So I like the idea that he just... Just ran out to a Seven Eleven to buy a, a muggy little phone charger. Very enjoyable, and that's the, you know what—that's another thing we never talk about. Um, the the old um, mm. the old family marts and the uh, and the combinis. They sell a whole wide range of products that you need during the day. New socks. I bought a, a snood yeah. uh, during the um, snow festival up north. Um, what? I snood like a like a scarf, but you just put it over your head like a tube. Um, <laughs> footballers wear them sometimes. <laughs> Right in in cold weather, um, yeah, uh, and you can buy um, phone charges and batteries as well, um, mobile mobile batteries, and, and you can buy them twenty four seven. It's fantastic for a decent price. Yeah, sure, but look, I'll can you put a price on continuing a conversation with uh, Dennis Van Royen um, from Eindhoven, the Netherlands? <laughs> <laughs> Very, you true. can. It's nine yeah, bucks. Do be- 
<laughs> it's nine bucks. And that, yeah, that's about the price for a, a charger mm. in seven in the seven eleven. Pretty pricey, but definitely worth it. Yeah. What a lovely story. Yeah. Uh, what have we got next, Pete? What's the next heartwarming Luke tale? From Dublin says Hi Chris and Pete. I've been uh, listening to the podcast after discovering the channel over a year ago whilst planning my first trip to Japan, which was due to happen this year. Oh, Lukey. Unfortunately that didn't happen for obvious reasons, but I'm trying to remain optimistic that I'll be able to travel next spring. Before the pandemic, one of my colleagues at work found that I was planning a trip to Japan. She told me about her experience when she worked as an English teacher on the jet programme. Uh, one story she told me that when she was uh, asked out on a date by a Japanese man, uh, when he arrived at her apartment to pick her up, he handed her a gift. However, she was horrified. Oh, good Lord. Horrified when she opened up the bag to find that the gift was none other than Victoria's Secret underwear. It obviously didn't go down very well, and unfortunately for him, there was no second date. Is it common to give someone a gift on the first date in Japan? Have you ever given or received one? And if so, are the gifts as usually as creepy as this? Thank you for giving me entertained during quarantine, guys. That's Luke from Dublin's sexy little story. <laughs> I have never received Victoria's Secret underwear from no. any Japanese guy the image to date. Makes me want to <laughs> vom. Quite frankly. horrible. Second, what is worse, that image or the image of a yakitori stick going through my gums? I don't know. It's it's, it's commensurate. If we're going to use that word again, it's commensurate. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it common to give someone a first a gift on a first date in Japan? Not really, because nope. a lot of first dates in Japan aren't first dates. They're kind of disguised as something else. Like I remember the, I, I think I've been on two dates in particular that stand out. Where the first date, that first kind of time we met, would have been under the guise of me teaching them English, they're like, oh, won't you teach me English? And you're like, yeah, okay. And <laughs> I, I, I didn't realise that is kind of like secret Japanese chat for we're going on a date now. Mm. Um, it kind of takes some of the awkwardness out, right? It takes some of the expectations out. Um, but there was no gifts that time. No. Except maybe a crappy English dictionary on my gotta, part. Got to put, um, put the awkwardness back in though, haven't you? If you lose some of the awkwardness, you got to bring, you got to bash them back in by buying some uh, some underwear. <laughs> but that's not uncommon. I've heard a few stories actually um, mm. from female friends who've had like um, a kind of an edgy, odd guy, uh, Japanese guy, just bring a get like a something kind of a Sexual. bit questionable. Yeah, um, yeah, rather sexual and uh, ruin it quite quickly. And mm. yeah, it's 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 not as uncommon as you'd like to think, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so yeah, sorry, Luke. Hopefully, when you come over one day, you will uh, you'll get a much more favourable gift if you ever go on a date. Um, but uh, yeah, God, what was he thinking? That what point do you think that was an appropriate gesture? Is it kind of like, uh, what, um, do like, they sell kind of Victoria's Secret kind of sexy undies to, um, I mean, it, it might, it, it, it was a Victoria's Secret product. We don't exactly know what it was, but, um, I mean, underwear, I'm good, goodness. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it's on the bag for crying out loud, uh, but maybe it's sold in a slightly different way, um, to the, to the Japanese as a kind of a cute present rather than a, an overtly sexual one. I mean, look, we talk about the Japanese having a weird approach, approach and relationship with sex. The West are just as bad, but just in a different way, you'd probably say. Yeah, true. I'm, I um, I mean, there was a, I saw an advert actually the other day for Head and Shoulders Shampoo, mm. and there was a Japanese advert contrasted with, I think it was a British, the British equivalent um, for Head and Shoulders. I think it's Procter & Gamble makes right. it, or Unilever. And it's obviously marketed differently between countries. Um, I think the the foreign one, I'll just say it's British, it's just like a, just a model, like a sports guy, mm. um, and he's kind of just standing there with a tennis racket or something. But the Japanese one, it's some Japanese celebrity, and he's kind of like um, 
kind of touching this like girl in a kind of slightly awkward fashion. Um, he's kind of looking a bit suave and sophisticated, leaning in on her. And that is what Head and Shoulders is all about in Japan, apparently. But it's quite mm. interesting seeing how it's kind of conveyed differently in the advertising. Completely different, night and day. Um, Joe Biden. I don't know if that ties in with Victoria's <laughs> Secret. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I would like to hear more. If any of you guys have been on any first dates in Japan, what did you get? Was it something good? Uh, was it something better than that? Uh, we got sexy? one from Helen. It says, hello, Chris and Pete. I've always been wondering... Are there any tourist scams that you should watch out for? Are there any people forcing their crappy mixtapes on you? Uh, or some mascots charging unreasonable prices for some shitty pictures? Are there any restaurants or tourist sites that you should avoid at all costs? Let me know all about it. Best regards, Helen. Um, crappy mixtape. Have you ever had that, Pete? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, again, someone's been to Europe, so like London is uh, very, is awash with people um, giving their crappy um, CDs out, and also um, a lot uh, like around around London. I think it just sounds like Helen's mm. been to London. Um, people dressed as in dirty <laughs> Pikachu costumes. I'm obsessed with dirty Pikachu costumes because there's nothing more tragic than someone who just can't look after their own Pikachu costume, walking around with a bucket trying to collect cash. To get a, to get a, for your kids to have a picture taken with a dirty old Pikachu, dirty old Pikachu, Pika Pika. Does it work dressing up in a costume? Does that actually work when it comes? Well, to I guess it does. But well, be, well, because the kid always runs over, doesn't they? So if you if you're walking around with your bends and the bend will run over to Pikachu because it's it's dirty Pikachu and everyone loves dirty Pikachu. Down on his luck, Pikachu, as I call him. Um, and uh, and obviously the, 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 the parent the parents feel obliged to. Uh, to get involved in, in, in the scam slash, uh, you know, funding drive, let's say. So <laughs> we did well, a whole a confession. I remember yeah. when I was at university, I, uh, I did some sort of fundraising. I think it was for Save the Children was the name mm. of the charity. Uh, it was a long time ago. I can't remember it. But I remember I went to Brighton with some friends. We dressed up in costumes and I went as bloody Jack Sparrow. My friend right. went as <laughs> Mr. Incredible. And we stood around Brighton for like five or six hours trying to raise money. Do you know how much money I raised, Pete? Do you know how much I raised? 20 quid. Can you guess? Put a quid? 20 pounds. It was, it was nothing. Nothing, Pete. You raised nothing. I got nothing. You were that inaccurate I, or did nobody want a picture taken with you? Did you do it at night or did you do, do oh it no, during the day? They got the pictures. They got the pictures. Oh, they got the pictures. bloody <laughs> money in the bucket. <laughs> Extortion. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Awful. Love it. They probably just thought awful. you were coming from a club. Brighton's a party what town. What kind of club? I don't know. Jack Sparrow, um, you know, sea-based interest club. Rum watering club. hole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for rum day. Rum day. Yeah, for rum day. It would have been perfect for rum day, wouldn't it? <laughs> God. Fantastic. I don't think, I think there's only one photo of me dressed up as Jack Sparrow, and mm. I'm going to make sure that never, ever Sees the gets anywhere day. near the internet. Yeah, if you want um, to, uh, going if you want back to tweet to, uh, Chris scams. at Abroad Japan, ask demand for this, demand this man's tax returns and also his... Uh, <laughs> His, his pictures of uh, him dressed as Jack Sparrow. Uh, but we did a podcast, obviously, about um, the tourist scams in Japan, didn't we? If, if uh, yeah, Helen goes say. back on, on our uh, on our collection of podcasts we've got over at uh, over mm. on the website, um, yeah, you should be able to find it. Uh, it wasn't that long ago, a few months, I think. Yeah, and the big, I think the scam at the time was um, the flag Flags, salesman, yeah. the flag sellers, the Russian flag sellers. I think they were Russian. Uh, had just come over and they were trying to sell flags. Japanese flags to Japanese people in a very confusing manner. And they were pretending to be deaf, weren't they? God, that was weird. That's right, yeah. I don't that's true, remember. Yeah. 
the ins and outs. But yeah, go and check out the podcast, Helen. We went into a lot of detail and uh, hopefully saved some people from the horrors of Kabuki Cho. And actually, the next story relates to Kabuki Cho, and I'll let you read it out, Pete. All right, another then. swig of my precious water. All right, this one's from uh, Graham from Seattle. Hello, Graham from Seattle. Hello, Chris, and hello, Pete. Says Graham. I love the podcast so far. Oh, stop, Graham. And the changes to uh, two episodes per week has been greatly enjoyable since, as with many others, my wife and I are spending more time indoors lately, or more time indoors lately, rather. Um, I wanted to share a story from my first trip to Japan back in 2015. My wife and I decided to spend a night out in Kabukicho. I wanted to try drinking at some of uh, one of the most... Um, one of the infamously small bars at Golden Guy. We entered a uh, Kushiagi bar with a total of about 10 seats and began to sample the shop's specialities. Ten's actually quite a lot of seats, you'd say, wouldn't you? Um, after, <laughs> a, uh, after a few minutes, while conversing with the sh- chef behind the uh, corner, I uh, noticed that uh, a man uh, sitting in the bar next to my wife was trying to give her some plates of tofu and edamame. He didn't work at the bar. He just appeared to be out drinking alone. And for some reason, he was uh, very eager to share his beans with a couple of far foreigners. Um, I'd heard the stories about Kabukicho and you need to be careful with strangers. I told the man I can understand Japanese as long as he speaks slowly. And his first question to me was, did you know that tofu is made from soybeans? I mean, I kind of knew that, but I still had questions. He explained that he was full. And he wanted to share his food with us. He said his name was Ken, and he was a 34-year-old uh, fashion designer who just loved Japanese alcohol. Um, after a short conversation, it seemed he was content to just sit and drink with us, and we were just being overly cautious. He asked us, have you ever had Japanese sake? I told him, yes, it's pretty common where we're from, and we really, really like it. Great, he said, and he ordered one for each of us. The bartender poured us our sake, and he uh, thanked, and we thanked Ken profusely, expecting uh, that to be the end of it. After chatting for a few minutes about our trip so far, he noticed that our glasses were empty. Do you know Japanese sushu? He asked us. He asked us. I could tell where this was going. Ken San wasn't Yakuza or a scammer or any kind of thief. He was just a vivacious drinker intent on getting us absolutely hammered. Uh, he bought about two or three more rounds, each time refusing any attempt on our part to pay him back or buy the next one. This wasn't our first time dealing with what I'd call an aggressive hospitality uh, expert, but it remains a fond memory of our first trip to Japan together. Eventually, Ken, Ken San uh, excused himself and headed home, but said that he wished us the very best and and seemed happy to have shared a bit of his home country with us. Keep up the great work of the podcast. You guys are both a great inspiration to the rest of us, even Pete. How rude, Grim! How very rude. Um, I, yeah, but um, yeah, it can sound like a lot of fun, to be quite frank. Free booze, free food, free soybeans. Lovely old job. I, it, I, I like the way they thought, I thought Graham felt it was like a scam or something. Yeah. This guy at the end of the bar, just buying them things. Um, but that's nice. And and actually, Golden Guy is a good place to meet people. It is. Um, particularly in my favourite place, Deathmatch in Hell, um, <laughs> which is an amazing place run by a really cool rock dude. Um, but, you know, I think Golden Guy is nice. you just got to be careful where you pick. Uh, have you, You've been there a few times, Pete. Have you actually been to a yeah. bar at all in Golden yeah, Guy? Yeah, yeah, a few times. Uh, I did go in one, I think I, I, think I told you uh, before on the podcast. Went in one tiny little kind of indie bar, playing a bit of... Beatles or whatever, and uh, some some uh, the guy uh, sort of he showed there wasn't enough tables, um, there wasn't enough seats at the, at the bar, uh, but he had like a back room, and so we went to a back room, just sat there, and uh, he offered us karaoke. I was like, oh, no, I'm, 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 I've only had one drink. Let's not do karaoke uh, and ruin Golden Guy for everyone. Um, and then the guy came <laughs> in and went, uh, um, "You want uh, prostitutes? There's a bro- there's a brothel over the road." I was like, 
No, I'm all right, to be honest, mate. But but generally, uh, Golden Guy's lovely because you do meet people that you wouldn't normally meet because the bars are so small. Uh, in most bars, there's a cover charge. Um, I think Japanese people realise that uh, the entirety of that place is now um, a, a, a little... Um, a nice little kind of like a place where, where tourists go. So if they want to practice their English or have a chat to English people or, or English speakers, certainly, um, they'll go to Golden Guy. And there's always a man who insists on playing uh, Beatles music on his guitar um, that he keeps behind the bar and he'll just pop in, play a couple of Beatles songs and then leave. <laughs> Classic. Classic. I'm, I'm not surprised by that. I no. I remember I uh, about a month ago, I saw that there was a bar in uh, Golden Guy that you can rent out. Uh, and film there and use as a film set. And I've been thinking up ideas potentially to film in there. Um, but I couldn't think of anything unique enough or interesting enough. But quite a cool idea, quite a cool option, mm. right, to rent an entire bar in Golden Guy and film in it. Um, mm. I am still scarred from a trip I had. Some friends and I went into a bar once, randomly picked one um, that looked pricey. My friend wanted to go in for whatever reason. And I remember it was like 6,000 yen for two drinks, about yeah. $60. Because uh, it was clearly aimed at like Muppet tourists, and they were yep. trying to rinse their wallets. But my friend, um, <laughs> my friend, uh, tried to lower our bill by saying that I had a YouTube channel and that I would shout out the bar on Twitter or something ridiculous. And <laughs> I, I wasn't going to do it in the first place. I was like, no, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> and the woman behind the bar, like he was like, oh yeah, you give us a discount, my friend will shout your bar out on Twitter, and you, and. Uh, and I was like, no. And the woman was like, no, get out. I don't know what YouTube is. I don't know who abroad in Japan is. Stop <laughs> pestering me. Pay the bloody bill and get out. So awkward. God damn it. <laughs> Big licks uh, broad here. Give it a shout out. It's on Twitter. <laughs> Be careful. Be careful. Licks Which friends licks. you go to a bar with. Yeah. I'll try and exploit you on your Twitter. <laughs> when your Twitter verified... You could shout yeah. out a bar and get a discount next would time. That really, I mean, would that really, um, do, do blue ticks mean anything? I mean, they give them to anyone. It's, it's so far, I've Chris Broad, but... Uh... Don't rub it in, Pete. Don't <laughs> rub it in. I think it's more likely that Hundred... anyone well-known not having a blue tick is more of a uh, more of a good thing than, than having a blue tick, I would say. I would say. I disagree. I am waiting for that blue tick. I've got a hundred thousand people that follow that twitter account and no blue tick i feel <laughs> my life is meaningless oh. and on that note uh keep the stories questions comments coming into a japan podcast at gmail.com particularly if you have any stories of your travels around japan they're always a good fun to listen to uh, and lessons to be learned we've learned today 15 minutes is the optimal time to buy an iphone charger or get a notebook with some dutch <laughs> phrases in it uh but we'll be back same time next week to do it all over again guys for now no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world have yourself a good few days and we'll see you on Sunday Lootic boys assemble this was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 